0: Yeah, we're looking at uh, Jesus as the resurrection and the life. John eleven twenty-five today. today. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you praise, glory, all honor. Precious Holy Spirit, we've come with expectations. And we ask that you just their faith in our hearts today, both for the speaker and for the listeners, so that we're able to do the things that you've placed in our hearts to do, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Now, of course, it's not every day you hear an elder tell you his life story, as I did a few minutes ago, and I feel a bit bad that I didn't say anything when you asked that, that we say something God has done uh, for us. Um, quite frankly, I, I really shouldn't be here as well. Um, with the kind of lifestyle, uh, the environment I grew up in, the choices I had in life, the options, um, frankly, this is, this is nowhere I should end up. Um, but I'm here anyway. Um, see, I was born and raised in, in Nigeria, um, as you could tell. Um, but I've taken up British uh, citizenship. Uh, but part of becoming British, as you know, if you've done the same, um, is to learn British values, her culture, her way of life, in order to become an effective member of British society, right? Um, Of course, similarly is the same thing. If you, um, if if we have actually all come from different backgrounds into Christ. We've come from different paths, different journeys, um, diverse backgrounds, cultures, traditions. Looking at the crowd, we've got some English people here, I guess, South Africans, um, Niger- Nigerians there as well. Um, so basically, we've all come from different backgrounds and all been brought into one new family as citizens of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Um, with my journey um, as a Christian, I started when I was about 23. Um, i just uh, come back from university. Um, this was back in Nigeria. And typically, uh, with Nigeria, you would have a year of serving your country. It's called the National Youth Service. And this was a period for me. I had a bit of time in my hand. Um, so I spent a lot of time um, learning, uh, got exposed to a lot of Christian material, uh, particularly reading the Bible. Um, now, just to pause. I realized that when I'm in business meetings, people tell me I've got an accent. Um, I'm sure I have an accent everywhere, Anyway, not just business meetings. Even right now, you will notice it. But um, So when I use the word faith, it will come across as F-A-T-E. That's not what I mean at all. It's not luck. I'm referring to F-A-I-T-H. So, um, yeah, just listen to that. It will come up again and again. Anyway, so as a 23-year-old, my newfound faith in God, um, I invested a lot of my time kind of exposing myself to Christian material. And I still remember uh, my dad uh, telling me uh, to be very careful of Christians, because they would brainwash me. Um, now, I was the first in my family to become a Christian, so it was a big deal. Um, but my dad didn't have any idea how much I needed my brain to be washed. Um, I still do need my brain to be washed even right now. Um, so really, it doesn't matter what background we come from, what nationality, you know, our roots into Christ. The fact is that we have all come into this new family and we learn how to become good citizens of the kingdom of God through the word of God. And that's what we're going to today. So today we're looking at John eleven twenty-five, where Jesus reveals himself as the resurrection, and the life. Now, just a quick background to the story. This is the story of Jesus um, raising Lazarus from the dead, if you've uh, heard the story before. Um, Just earlier, um, Jesus had received the message that his good friend was sick. Uh, Of course, instead of going to visit Lazarus, Jesus stayed where he was for two more days. Um, He explained to his disciples that Lazarus' sickness was for God's glory, so that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now, after Lazarus died, Jesus began a journey to Bethany, Lazarus' home. Interestingly, Jesus had also told the disciples um, that Lazarus was asleep, and I'm going there to wake him up. Of course, puzzled disciples. Why should all of us go to wake someone who's asleep? Um, If he's asleep, then let him wake up from his rest when he's done. Jesus, of course, then used plain language to tell them that, well, Lazarus is dead. Um, Now, outside Bethany, um, Lazarus' sister called Martha went out to meet Jesus. If you had been here, she said, my brother would not have died. Even now I know that whatever you ask from God... God will give you. See, Martha had seen Jesus heal many people before. She had no doubt of Jesus' ability to actually heal the sick. Um, But this time, her brother had died. Not only that, he's also been buried. Essentially saying to Jesus, it's too late. You're you're too late. You, You should have been here earlier. Jesus replied by assuring Martha that her brother would rise again Martha responded I know I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day At this point Jesus then said this to her I am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me though he die yet shall he leave? I am the resurrection. Not, I will be the resurrection, or I'm going to be the resurrection. Neither did he say to her, I was the resurrection, but I am the resurrection. A present tense reality. So I'd like to draw three quick things out of this. Um, first is, Looking at Jesus as God of the past, Um, look at Jesus also as God of the future, but also Jesus as God of the now, the present. Um, We'll briefly look at God of the past and God of the future, then spend a bit more of our time looking at God of the present. You see, as Christians, uh, I think we get the story of our past, that we were once enemies of God, we were once separated from God. So we understand, and I think we're very, very thankful um, that we are saved by grace and made citizens into the kingdom of God. We know that Jesus has reconciled us to God through the forgiveness of all of our sins, and he has justified us freely through grace and grace alone. But I also think that as Christians, um, we are very confident that we will see him face to face. Uh, just like Martha in the story, we are also sure of the resurrection on the last day. It says, when he comes in the cloud, that those of us that are died in Christ will rise first, and the ones that are alive and remain will be caught up together with them. We also know that one day people from all tribes All nations, all backgrounds will gather together at the throne room to worship Jesus forever. The good news is, anyone can call upon Jesus. And anyone that calls upon Jesus will be saved. Jesus can forgive anyone all their sins and bring peace between them and God. So that this family will expand and we will all together one day, many, many saints gather together at the throne room to worship Jesus in eternity. So I think we really understand the God of the past, the one who's forgiven us all of our sins. Um, And we also appreciate and know the God of the future as well. And we hear that in some of our songs and some of the stuff Uh, that were brought in this morning as well, talking about the cross and what God has done for us at the cross. We understand exactly what we have been saved from as Christians. That our sins have been forgiven and that we are declared not guilty anymore because Jesus took our guilt away on the cross. And we also really get that we will spend eternity with Jesus. Jesus. The future. See, just like Martha, we too know that the dead in Christ will rise again at the resurrection on the last day. The challenge for us, perhaps, is the present, which is the third point the God of the now. Um, Some Bible scholars call this the now and not yet for the Christian. It says we're already in the kingdom as citizens. However, perfection or completion would not happen until when Jesus comes back for his bride, the church. Um, I will borrow an analogy from, from a guy to try and paint this picture of a now and not yet, a guy called um, Oscar Coleman. Uh, he was describing the Second World War. He said that um, history records two important days toward the end of World War II. He called one D-Day and V-Day, so D-Day took place June 6, 1944, when the Allied forces landed on the beaches of Normandy in France. It says this was the turning point in Second World War, that once this landing was successfully completed, Hitler's destiny was sealed. The war was essentially over. So yet, total victory in Europe called V-Day, did not occur until June 7, 1945, when German forces actually surrendered on the streets of Berlin. So he said, this 11-month period between D-Day and V-Day is known as the bloodiest period of the Second World War, that there were really pitched battles fought throughout France, Belgium, and Germany. You see, the landing in Normandy on D-Day is like our uh, now, and then the actual victory, total victory in Europe, is our uh, not yet. So even though the enemy was defeated, Hitler, he didn't succumb for another 11 months, fighting fierce battle. So the question for us is do we have victory in Jesus now? Are we overcomers or are we being overcome? How do we navigate the present concerns of promises that God has made over us with our reality? Just like Martha in this story, her situation is that her brother is now dead. See, she knew Jesus as a healer, but probably not someone raising the dead, especially after a few days of her brother being buried. See, but Martha had Jesus declare to her that I am the resurrection for now, I am the God of the present, and in calling her to faith, He says to believe in Him not just for a future resurrection but for the present as well. And he proved himself by raising Lazarus back from the dead. See, God is a faith God. He gives life to the dead. Says he calls into existence the things that do not exist yet. And interestingly, he's asked that we deal with him in faith. Says it's impossible to please God without faith. We cannot please go without faith. Now, if you're really thinking, I don't have faith, no, let me remind you, you, you do have faith. We all have faith. Because God has given to every Christian the measure of faith. Um, I remember a few weeks ago, uh, Joe reminded us here that we, were, we are doers of God's word. Essentially, taking that measure of faith and applying it, exercising it, doing it. That's what we're called to do. God is God of the past that has forgiven us every single sin. He's brought us into the kingdom of God. He is God that we're going to spend eternity with. We will see him face to face. But he's alive and well even now, today. Today. Um, a missionary, I know, shared a story um, about a little girl um, that prayed and specifically described uh, a particular toy uh, she would want someone donate to, uh, to the mission for a less privileged boy. Um, uh, this missionary um, often would gather clothes and toys for less privileged children. Um, on return from this particular trip, um, whilst presenting containers and boxes of clothes and toys, um, this little girl, just went rummaging through the boxes and asked what uh, she was looking for. She said, well, the toy that I asked God to send. And he said, while she was there as an adult, as you do, uh, thinking in his mind, how, how am I going to manage this little girl's disappointment? Because there's zero chance of a specific toy in the box that she's asked for. He said, whilst he was still processing that, the little girl just pulled out the exact same toy. And of course, all the adults in the room knew, of course, this is a miracle, and they were praising God. And yet, the little girl wondered why the adults expected differently. I mean, I asked God for a toy, and God gave me a toy. (laughs) Like, good faith story, I know. But the question is, what if the toy was not actually in the box. How do we continue faith in God when this situation is different to the promises? How do I continue faith in God when my reality, what I see in front of me, is completely opposite to what I was expecting? Lazarus, ...has died and he's been buried for several days... ...is what Mata was dealing with. You see, faith is not a denial of the fact. Faith is not a denial of my true situation. Faith doesn't deny my reality... ...that the job that I prayed for... ...and I even had someone prophesy to me in this church... I have someone else starting on the roll. I'm praying with my family, praying for God to get get us out of debt in terms of our bills, and instead the bills are piling on. I'm praying for a family member. Instead, the alcohol and drug use is getting worse. And now, as a church... Um, sometimes we pray, we we go out on the street, we invite people, we evangelize people. I think it was about three weeks ago, um, John Brown gave us this, remember this cat? Yeah, he was encouraging us to to invite people with those cats. And what's interesting is that sometimes as you give those cats, they just take it in front of you, (laughs) fold it, and just place it on the floor right in front of you. Now, I don't know if that's why we do a lot of litter picking, but um, we're praying, yet the situation is getting worse. So when do we stop praying? When do we say, perhaps God is not involved in this? Let's pull the plug. Whatever will be, will be. The situation for matter is that Lazarus is dead and he's been buried. Again, I ask, are we overcomers or are we being overcome? We'll find our answer in 1 John 5, 4, which should appear on the screen. It says, for everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith. Our faith overcomes the world. See, faith is sticking with God till the end. Except he, God, tells you otherwise. See, until God confirms otherwise, we have got to align our experience, our expectations with the word of God. We must start and end from his perspective. I cannot use my experience to judge God. I've got to do it the other way around. It has to be me taking my experience, the things I haven't seen, and align all that with the word of God. See, like Martha with a dead brother, um, the Bible says Abraham against hope. He believed in hope. He refused to consider his old body that was as good as dead. So we continue in faith and trust in God with all in right till the end. Hebrews 11 talks about people that have gone ahead of us. Um, They're now waiting for us to exercise our faith in God so God can complete the story. Hebrews 11 is a catalog of men and women um, acting in faith where some saw promises, others died whilst waiting on promises. But God commended all of them to us. Yes, some of us may not see everything that we hope for, but the truth is there's so much more we can see. There's so much more we can hope for if we believe. And if we look at Hebrews 11.1, it says what faith is. That it is the assurance of things hoped for. The conviction of things we haven't seen yet. Hebrews goes on and on and tells us so much and so much about what different people did. But I'm taking us to verse 32 to 35. And what more shall I say? Time will indeed fail me to tell you of Gideon of Barak, of Samson, Jephthah, of David, and Samuel, and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, they enforced justice, they obtained promises, they stopped the mouths of lions, they quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, were made strong out of weakness, they became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. Women received back their dead by resurrection. So even when someone were tortured, they refused to accept release so that they may rise again to a better life. So this here is put in as our examples so that we too could do the same as fellow citizens of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And if I take us to 39, it goes on to say that and all these Though they've been commended through the faith, they did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better for us. Talking about Jesus Christ. But that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. So God is waiting for our stories. Our own stories of faith. In order to complete the story. See, we have some in our midst today that are sick. We have got to have faith for them to be healed. And for some enjoying health right now, why why wait until you get sick? The Bible says, put on the whole armor of God so that you can stand on the evil day. So earlier we had an analogy about the uh, now and not yet. Means that the enemy doesn't stop. He will continue throwing his arrows. He will continue pulling his stuff. That you are a Christian or you are righteous it doesn't excuse you from this. It doesn't stop trouble at all. If you consider someone like Job in the Bible, the Bible called him a righteous man, yet trouble came. And it's not because sometimes as Christians we run and think that it's because of the sin that I've committed has brought in trouble. That's usually not the case. Because sin is not the problem of a Christian. That's why Jesus Christ came. As we found out with Job's friends, they also thought that their mate, their friend, had committed sin. But it wasn't anything Job had done either. So it's usually not sin that brings in trouble. I am the resurrection and the life. The God of the now, says Jesus. Jesus. I believe a miracle can happen even now. Jesus proved that he can step into any situation and make a difference and cause a change in any situation. The truth is, it doesn't matter how dead the situation is. It could be past disappointments. It could be a dead leg, a dead bank account, a dead body. To be honest, it makes no difference to Jesus. Jesus. Essentially, nothing, absolutely nothing is too late for Jesus. Jesus is God of the past, the one who forgives us all of our sins, all of our mess, our junk, and everything. He is the God that we're going to see and spend eternity with in the future. We will gather together with many folks to praise Him forever, but He is alive. Today, right now, for us. We're going to pray in a moment. The question is, what are you believing God for? We have got to exercise faith in Jesus for our families, for jobs, for health, for money, house, friends, neighbors, our entire community Well, in We have got to. Because